Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is October 21st, and we have been reading through the Bible in a year. Of course, I'm using the new international version. Yesterday, we started the book of Philippians, and today we will finish it. So here we go, starting in Philippians chapter 3. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection in participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold for that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before, and now tell you again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Philippians chapter 4 Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends, I plead with Eurodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, 
Help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. This concludes the reading for today and concludes the book of Philippians. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. How many of you have a past? Well, duh, all of us have a past. Do you know what the problem with the past is? We can't stop thinking about it. It tends to control how we live. It tends to control the decisions we make towards the future. Our past becomes something that we dwell on, and it becomes something that sometimes holds us captive. Now, as soon as I say that, many of you think of things that were bad that have happened in the past and how they've controlled you. But did you know, even the things that were good tend to control how we view life and how we view the future? For instance, if you had something great happen to you, you will always measure every other great thing by that greatness. So for those of you that had a great job at some point, You will judge all future jobs by that greatness until another even greater one comes along. 
then all the future jobs will be judged by that job. Or if you've ever been in a really good relationship, if that one ends and you start another relationship, it will be judged by how good it is compared to the previous one. And so Paul has a few profound verses here that I love. In fact, Philippians 3.10 is one of my favorite verses, and it goes into 11. It says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Paul is saying that he desperately wants to know Christ so intimately that he even understands what the participation in his sufferings looks like. He wants to understand the resurrection and become like him in his death. And so he will attain to the same resurrection from the dead that Jesus had. But then just a couple verses later, he gives the equation for what it looks like to do that. He says this in verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Now think about what I was just saying. Paul's not just talking about the fact that bad things happened in the past. In fact, at this point, he has proven that he knows what he's talking about. He has done the work of following the Lord. He has built up this understanding and this rapport. And on top of that, he understands the law and what it means to be a Jew. So he has credit on every side. Yet what he's saying is, If he wants to grow and understand the power of the Lord more, he has to forget what is behind. He can't focus on his failures, and he can't live off of past successes. He has to strain towards what is ahead. And what does he do as he forgets those things? Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He forgets the past so that he can understand the work that God wants him to do right that very moment. He presses on towards the things of God. And then in the next chapter, he gives a couple of things to do that'll help him be able to focus towards the future. In verse 4 of chapter 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then listen to this really key ingredient he gives. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So Paul is saying, forget what is behind, press on towards what is ahead, and in the process of that you will fall more in love with the Lord and want to know Him more. In fact, you will have such a deep desire to know Him that you would want to understand His suffering, His death, and somehow be able to understand from that the resurrection from the dead. And the way to do that is by focusing on what is good, to focus on what is right and true and noble. So here's the question. 
Do you want to know God more? If so, what are you doing about it? Are you living off of your past success? Are you living in the shadow of your past failures? Or are you focusing on what is pure and lovely and admirable and praiseworthy, true and good? Because if you do those things, the God of peace will be with you. And then you will know God more. And the more you know him, the more you will want to know him. And that, my friends, is how you grow in love with the Lord. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.